Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 is where we find ourselves this morning. Luke chapter 8 is we just go through the book of Luke, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Verse 2, it says, And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chuzza, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. So a few things important to note here. Luke wants us to see that it wasn't just men that followed Jesus, and, and it would indicate that these women and maybe some others, besides the twelve, followed Jesus full time. Not just those who would come and follow him for a while and on and off, but these women followed him full time. And these women were women who, like in the last chapter, and as it describes them, were forgiven much. And so they loved much. It was like they they had been with Jesus, they'd seen Jesus work, they'd been touched by Jesus, and they were like, I can't do anything but follow him and serve him full time. And and that that's that's a thing. You know, I, I remember when I was a young man planning on going to school for architecture. I went on a trip with my parents who were evangelists, song evangelists, and traveling all over the United States. And seeing that, I remember realizing there's nothing else I can do with my life but to serve Jesus. I, I can't I, I would be I would be disgusted by any other job or any other profession having seen what I've seen. I have to do this. I wouldn't be satisfied, not disgusted, but I wouldn't be satisfied doing anything else. And I think that that, that is a call that people, certain people have, and these women felt that way. And, and so they've been forgiven much. Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons cast out of her, wow. What would that be like to live under the oppression of seven demonic spirits that were controlling you? That would be horrible. And to think of being set free from that. Mentions Joanna, wife of Chuzza, Herod Stewart. And we don't really know who this was, but some speculate that this could have been the nobleman. Remember the nobleman in John chapter 4? He comes to Jesus. He says, my son's sick. He's going to die. You know, come do something. And Jesus says, you know, this faithless generation always looking for a sign. But then he says, go home. Your son live. He goes home. And as he meets his servants on the way, they said, your son is recovered. And he, he says, what hour did he recover? He says, the seventh hour was the same hour that Jesus had said it. And so he knew this was, you know, the Lord type of thing. And, and maybe this was her, the wife of this man, who was an official in Capernaum. And, and then there's Susanna, who I think we know all know Susanna came from Alabama with a banjo on her knee. So, oh, that was a different, that's a different Susanna. Never mind. I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. Uh, but Jesus did a lot for women. And I think we have to we have to recognize that in the Gospels, that, that it wasn't just men, there were women involved as well. And why women? Why were there women along with Jesus' disciples? Well, I think the important thing is, is because oftentimes when there's there's men ministering, there's women who also need to be ministered to as well. 
and women who need to talk to somebody, and women who need to be prayed with. And it isn't always appropriate for the men to do that work. And so the women were there to help out in the ministry to the opposite sex. In fact, in the in the days of Jesus in the first century Jewish culture, it was improper oftentimes for a man to speak to a woman. Of course, Jesus broke a lot of those norms. And then as we look at this whole thing, we see Jesus really elevating women in their status, you know, allowing himself to be, to appear to women first at his resurrection. That was huge to think in terms of, of why, you know, in, in that culture, they wouldn't esteem women very highly. And yet Jesus would honor them with that. And everywhere that the gospel has ever gone, when a, the gospel begins to affect a culture and especially affect the government, you see in those cultures and those governments that there are women's rights. Everywhere the gospel has not gone, women are often looked at as property and oppressed. And so it's it's pretty amazing to see this. I mean, you think about some of these groups that that, that are all for women's liberation but hate the Bible. Well, they, they have a lot owed to the Bible for for the liberation and the freedoms that they have, you know. And so I think that they they don't realize what they have here. Of course, Paul would say that in Christ there is no slave nor free. There there is no male or female, but we're all one in Christ. And I think that it's important to understand that. So it it says, then it says also many others who provided for them or supported them, you know, they, they provided for Jesus. And this is, you know, we, maybe you wondered that, well, how did Jesus make a living or how did Jesus get money as he was traveling from place to place? You know, especially if he had a large group of disciples, 12 guys to feed and then these other women to feed, where were they going to, where did that support come from? And, you know, maybe you just thought, well, maybe he just, he just multiplied fishes and breads everywhere they went, right? <laughs> you know, think about that. You know, some guys like, you know what? No more fish, no more bread. Do not give Jesus another fish to multiply. You know, give him something else, you know? <laughs> but that's not how, actually, they, they, just like ministries today, Jesus still provides for the people who are in a full-time, God's called to a full-time ministry by the people who support him. And, and isn't that what it is when we give our tithes and our offerings, we're giving them to the Lord? And, and then the Lord takes those things and he distributes them to the people who need them as, as he gives them to churches or whatever and things like that. You know, and, and when there isn't a lot for that, you know, and certainly I think anybody who's gone into full-time ministry sees God's hand in that, that when there isn't enough money in the offering to support the pastor, the Lord provides. Either work, or if there's no time to work, he just provides, you know, and I've, my wife and I have been recipients of that many times at the hand of the Lord, where the Lord's provided. And honestly, oftentimes the way that he provides is through some anonymous gift that came randomly out of nowhere and you you know you have no idea you know where that came from but it is biblical you know and I think people have this question I was in Belize working with some churches down there and one of the churches was having difficulty because they grew up in a Mennonite community and the Mennonites don't pay their pastors the pastor has to pastor the church and then they have to work their farm and provide and that's usually okay because you usually have you know 20 30 people in your little congregation 
But when they planted a Calvary Chapel down there, and there were hundreds of people coming because they were hungry for the Word of God, they had a whole bunch of people, and the pastor was stretched so thin trying to minister to this large congregation and not have time to take care of the necessities of his own livelihood because nobody was giving. And so they had a pastor down there kind of encouraging the church that it's it's okay to give money to your church to provide for your pastor, to pay for your pastor to have a job so that he can serve you on a full-time basis because it was warranted. I don't think it's necessary if it's not warranted. You know, when the church was only 50 people here, I didn't need to have a a full-time position at the church. But as it grew, it became necessary. So what is the biblical basis for that? Well, Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 tells us this. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. And of course, he's talking about providing for those who are teaching the word. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. The idea there is honor is payment. They're worthy of it. Doesn't mean they get it. <laughs> right? And it's rare that a pastor ever gets double pay, you know. But he says, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the labor is worthy of his wages. And so, clearly speaking of providing, as, as Timothy's putting elders in all of these cities to, to provide for them. And then 1 Corinthians 9.14 says, even so the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel, literally make their livelihood from the gospel. And, and, and so the point is Jesus allows us to, to c- contribute to the work that he's doing so that if we're not called to full-time ministry, we can still be a part of it. And that's the cool thing about that. Because not everyone is called to leave everything behind and go full, in full-time ministry. But we all get to be a part of it through our service to serve one another. And we also get to be a part of it through our giving. And, and that's the idea. And sometimes we get to go ourselves. You know, maybe you've been on a short-term mission trip and people help you with your airfare and your travel expenses. And that's that's a way that everybody gets to participate in that. And, and so we all get to be a part of it one way or another. And so verse 4 says, And a great multitude had gathered and had come to him from every city, and he spoke by a parable. So Jesus moving from place to place, it's kind of snowballing as he goes. The crowd is getting bigger and bigger. And then he says he speaks to them by a parable. It's a compound word in the Greek. Mean para means to it means beside, and bowl means to cast or to throw. So you think a ball, you throw a ball, and para means beside, and so you cast alongside. And the idea is you're casting a, a natural story, something that is natural, along something that's spiritual, so that there can be some understanding there. And 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 regardless of what you may have been told, parables are designed to help us to understand spiritual realities. But they are also kind of like a riddle. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991- 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless.
Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.